0: Soon there will be a great robot uprising that will make everything you're doing now seem trivial and unimportant as you fight for the survival of humankind. But until then, I wanted to let you know that September 26th to 28, Gabriel will be at the Funny Bone in Des Moines, Iowa. Then because he's kind of an idiot, he's going to fly home for three days, then fly back to Iowa and be at the Diamond Joe Casino in Dubuque October 2nd. He might have a show October 3rd somewhere else in Iowa. He's not sure yet. If he does it will definitely be terrible though. October 4th and 5th Gabriel will be at Penguins Comedy Club in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Weird name for a club since Iowa isn't known for penguins or laughter. For more info and for all of Gabriel's show dates go to GabrielRutledge.com. But right now it's time to relax, laugh, and learn nothing. Because episode 39 of Happiness Isn't Funny with Gabriel Rutledge starts right now. (laughs) And now here's your host, Gabriel Rutledge.
1: Rolling. Are we starting off with a little laptop drumming? I guess we are. That's how we start. Uh, wow. Uh, podcasting from home today. Kids are at school. Wife is at school, working. It's just me. Let me have a little sip of my coffee. Mmm. Actually, uh, I haven't mentioned this in a while, but I, uh, I do like my coffee like I like my women. Uh, alone. I'm not alone I guess It's just me and the cats Don Buddy What are you guys up to? You sleeping? Cause you're nocturnal? You dream- You have any dreams? Chasing squirrels? Alright we'll talk later Mia once if you love me Assholes Ah, uh, my wife, my wife, she actually, uh, last night, uh, I learned in the morning, she had a dream about snakes in the middle of the night, which is, she does not like snakes. Uh, a lot of her anxiety in life is focused towards snakes. She has dreams about snakes. And, uh, in the middle of the night, she just screamed in her sleep, like, not like, but like, I mean, middle of the night, just. And you know, I am a, a supportive husband. So even though I was, you know, shockingly woken up from my deep, deep slumber. Um, I do, I do care about my wife, and obviously she was in distress. So I responded by saying, "What the fuck?" So, um. You know, then we went back to bed. Hashtag couple goals. Uh, Christy, my wife, she's always saying weird shit in her sleep. I wish I could remember it, but, uh, you know, I'm sleeping too. It's usually, like, just noises, like, that kind of stuff. Uh, There was one time... <laughs> One time she was just laughing like a, I don't know, like she was a a stoned laughter, like the, you know, a giggle, just like, she was doing that in her sleep. And I was, I was like, what, what, what's happening? What's going on? And she was like, there's a steak bar. And I was just like a, a steak bar. And then uh in the morning, uh she explained that uh she was at some grocery store that had a steak bar where like a salad bar, but it was all steaks. And uh I wasn't quite sure why it was hysterical, but even in the retelling uh she was cracking up like it was the funniest fucking thing in the world. That's a weird thing dreams do is uh there's sometimes where it's almost like your brain provides the uh the soundtrack. To the dream? not It's like not even a... Not that you hear music, but you know how a soundtrack can make it. If it's scary music, the scene's scary. If it's light music, it, it seems like... You know, if you play the Benny Hill theme the entire Friday the 13th movie, it's not very scary. <laughs> a guy with knife fingers is like... You're like, oh, this is wacky. But you're, you're like what I mean is like you're having a dream, and it's terrifying... And then you tell someone what the dream was, and you're like, oh, uh, this guy Steve I went to grade school with showed up, and for some reason we both worked uh, at a lumber yard. And I don't know, it was weird. So it doesn't sound scary, but in your sleep it was fucking terrifying. And the same thing can happen where, like, something hysterical is happening. And uh, it's really not that funny. In the light of day. I've also had... Very sexual dreams... That... Didn't feel sexual in the dream. You know what I mean? It was like, no, everyone in the neighborhood was having a party. We were all naked. You were blowing our neighbor. I was having sex with the mailman. Uh, But it was weird because we just... We had ordered a pizza, and we were really worried the pizza wasn't there yet. Like, eat, It's like the all this sex is happening in the dream, but uh, that's not the part your brain's focused on. The part your brain's focused on is like, where the hell is the pizza? Also, I would never fuck our mailman. He's grumpy. And if there's one car kind of in front of the mailbox, he just won't leave the mail. Because, God forbid, you got to move an extra three feet to deliver the fucking mail. Anyway. UPS doesn't have that problem. UPS has got a big giant truck, not some tiny Jeep. They got no problem. I guess what I'm saying, if I was going to have sex with someone who brought me packages, uh, it's going to be the UPS person. All right. Hello, brown shorts. Come on in. Why don't you bring your package and my package into the house? Wow, womp, womp. I wonder if there's any of that that happens. I don't know. I mean, I delivered pizza as a much younger man and I, there was very little uh, offer of sex. That was one of my very early jokes. <laughs> I used to deliver pizza and it's not at all like it's portrayed in the adult film industry, uh, but yeah, it, it, it. You know, I mean, maybe I'm not good at recognizing signs anyway. Uh, I mean, I got offered a lot of weed, but yeah, not a lot of like, uh, oh, do you have to? I don't even know what you would say. <laughs> do you have to uh, get back to the restaurant right away, or do you have time? You know, none of that. Uh, No, I mean, some people would open the door in a bathrobe. If anything, I probably saw some balls. But, uh, yeah, nothing too exciting. I don't know why. I mean, I was dr- driving around a Geo Metro with a giant phone on top. I made minimum wage plus tips. I mean, sounds pretty fuckable to me. Your loss. I worked at Pizza Time, which I think is a regional chain. That's not good. That oh, I was watching football yesterday. That cracked me up. I didn't. I don't watch a lot of TV, so I don't see a lot of the commercials, um, unless they're on Pornhub. But uh, the uh, the commercial for Domino's cracks me up. It's basically it's like, hey, we know we fuck up a lot of orders. So we're going to give you insurance, and we'll make it right. If we mess up your order, we'll come back and bring you a medium pizza. It's just a weird strategy. Domino's strategy for the last five years has been like, we know we suck, but we're working on it. which is really weird. It's like, you know. It's like a husband who got caught cheating or something. <laughs> like, Look, we're going to change... They say people in pizza can't change, but we can. We're doing our best. Look, we have new recipes. Oh, we messed up? We'll bring you another one that we will probably mess up. We're Domino's. We're a fuck-up, but we're your fuck-up. Pizza Hut's just like, do you like shit shoved in a crust? Eat it, fatty. Eat it! I had an edible the other night, a legal edible, Uh, which was all right. Uh, (laughs) I was next to my wife, and she was just kind of checking on me like, you know, do you feel it? Do you feel it now? Um, And I I said I wasn't feeling it, and then uh, I was... (laughs) I was listening to this song on my phone uh, by the Four Tops. I didn't even know it was by the Four Tops. You know that song? It's the same old song, but with a different meaning since you've been gone. Uh, I got, I kind of got into Motown recently because uh, I watched this documentary in a hotel room. And it's just, I mean, it's just such good music. Uh, and I'm old. and I mean, that's from way before my time. But, it, you know. I've been on a Motown kick and I was just like, this four top song is so good. And I was like, <laughs> watching it on YouTube, the lyrics version. And I think I was like really intently singing along to it. My wife, I just look over my wife staring at me laughing because it's just, I'm like, what? And she's like, I think you're feeling it. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not. I just like this song. I'm fine. And then I got up, walked down the hall and uh, I bumped into the wall. So she may have had a point. Goosey, it's the same old song. Uh the four tops I have I mean, I mean it's synchronicity, it's all coming together. I watch the documentary about Motown. I hear a four Tops song. I say I like the four tops. I'm driving down I five. I see a sign that says four tops are gonna be at the Emerald Queen Casino. I'm not going. Uh but I th- I said to myself, self Uh, I bet there's only one of the four tops left because they've got to be old men. And then I Googled it and yep, it's one dude, one dude singing the same old song. Sometimes you, you, you hear music and you actually, even though you've heard it a million times, you, you listen to it with like fresh ears. And that's what the Motown documentary did, uh, for a lot of this music where, uh, it's just I mean if you don't like some of that music your heart's just closed to joy I don't I can't help you Listen to this shit <laughs> I mean, come on. That's good shit. I remember uh, one of the things in the, in the Motown documentary is, uh, you know, they had this whole... I don't know it was a crazy system where like the same songwriters were writing for every band and uh, they would have uh, they would have voice lessons, they would have choreography lessons, they would have manners lessons like all in the same building. But one of the things they would do is after they recorded a song, they would have a meeting and I think like everyone from secretaries to executives would vote on whether or not they thought it was a hit song and so they had audio they had just listened to the song my girl my girl uh and they're going around the room and like a couple people are like i think it's a hit i think it's a hit and then a couple people are like i don't hear it i don't i don't think this one's a hit i don't like it and it's just so funny because like, you know it's my girl it's <laughs> It's better known than the national anthem, you know what I mean? And just to hear someone in the room go like, I don't think so. And, you know, obviously, uh, you know, it was a hit song. And uh, they named a movie after it. And that kid died because a bee stung him. And it was very sad. Uh, I actually remember I listened to this punk band called Snuff. From, uh, I think they're from London and uh they covered Mike no, that's not right, it wasn't my girl. oh, they covered uh uh, uh I can see clearly now the rain has gone that I don't even think that's a motown song, but uh, it made me think of this for some reason uh and i would i played i was playing it, I still lived at home, I was nineteen, living at home, flunking at a community college. And I I was playing this snuff, uh, I think it probably is a cassette tape, (laughs) uh, and I remember my dad, he was like, what is this? And I was like, oh, it's, you know, it's this punk band covering, I can see clearly now. And he was like, it's not even, like, in tempo. It's really sloppy. And I was just like, Okay. I didn't say anything, but in my head, I'm like, it's punk rock, dad. It's supposed to be sloppy. Life is sloppy. It's not all black and white like you and mom think it is. Thanks for letting me live here rent-free. Cool. It was hard for me to listen to music in the house. Because... <laughs> I remember I used to listen to a Neil Young... Ragged Glory album. And there's one song on there with swearing. The song's called Why Do I Keep Fucking Up? And it was like the last song, I think. And so uh when that song was about to come up, I would have to like run to the family stereo and like turn it off before they my parents heard the horrid language that I was listening to. And of course I remember listening to Jimi Hendrix and my mom saying, Ugh. Turn that off, or it reminds me of an acid trip. Which, you know, that wasn't an expression. Uh, she had a bad acid trip uh, while she listened to Jimi Hendrix, I think. Because she was a hippie. Uh, that's a, that was an awkward time, man. That was... <laughs> I was still living at home. I was in a punk rock band. I was going to community college. But, like, Not that I was doing anything too wild, but compared to my previously, uh, you know, Christian youth life, you know, I was coming off my main dry humping years, uh, moving into like, you know, drinking some beers, smoking some occasional weed, going to punk rock shows. Uh, It was a very secular life. Uh, compared to my previous Christian one, but I'm still at home. I'm like going through all these changes. Like, you know, I had a mohawk, but I would like wear a hat around the house. It, I never wore it up. It was just like shaved and orange. And uh, you know, one day I'm coming out of the shower because I forgot to like cover it. My mom's like, "What is that?" I'm like, oh, "I gotta move." I'd be out until like five in the morning, and I'd be like, "Oh no." My dad gets up at like 5.30. I got to get home before my dad wakes up to go to work. Life's messy, dad. It's just like punk rock, okay? Not everyone gets up at 5.30. Some people stay out all night. Not doing drugs and having sex, but like... Hanging out at Denny's and being that really loud, annoying table. You wouldn't get it, Dad! You wouldn't get it. I can see clearly now. The rain's gone. Just go to work. Ugh. I never talked to my dad like that, but that doesn't mean I didn't think it. I remember, <laughs> I remember one time I was high. Uh, I didn't get high very often then, but I, I, I think I was with my wife, but we were at my parents' house, and my mom's like, you seem tired. And I was like, Yeah. I am. Also, I'm just trying not to talk because I'm afraid I'm going to say something dumb. Got any snacks around here? Man, that is one uh, stereotype about marijuana that is sadly true. Like I, I one of the, you know, I, I did, I had an edible the other day, as I mentioned, and uh, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, you know what? I'm relaxed. Uh... And what a side benefit, I didn't even have the calories that it takes to get drunk. This is like a good decision for my body to eat these edibles. And then uh, after Christy went to bed, I went into the kitchen, (laughs) and the kids had ordered pizza earlier in the day, and I ate four breadsticks while I stood in front of the refrigerator. Four cold breadsticks. Like, mmm. So glad I'm not having those beer calories anymore. This is so healthy. Mmm. You didn't fuck up this order, Domino's. You nailed it! Hello. This is a commercial word for... Anchor Podcast. The easiest way to host your podcast. Um, if you don't have a podcast, congratulations. You probably have an enjoyable life. Full of friends family and fun. Uh but if you do have a podcast, um, I'm sorry, and you should use Anchor Podcasts. Uh it's easy, it's free. Uh they distribute everything for you. They give you sponsorship, which apparently is just talking about anchor. I guess that's their sponsorship. But I don't want to brag, but I make, you know, maybe six bucks a month doing this, so worth it? Of course it is. Uh go to anchor FM or the Anchor app. We now return to another riveting episode of The Rutledges. I try to do a calorie counter app. I know a lot of you guys are uh, interested in my fitness journey. A lot of people ask me for tips. Because, uh, you know, I'm one of those lucky people. <laughs> I can just eat whatever I want and get fatter. Um, my skinny friends are like, what? How do you... What's your secret? How do you do it? Well, I'll tell you how I do it. Uh, Breakfast, maybe some oatmeal with some blueberries, a little coffee, lunch, you know, maybe like, you know, a nice turkey sandwich and apple, some carrot sticks, dinner, maybe some grilled chicken with broccoli, something like that. And then, uh, you know, after 8 p.m., uh, whatever, I can cram in my fat fucking mouth. That's my secret. That's my secret. If I could go to bed at 7 45 p.m., I would be the skinniest boy in the world. Yeah, it's way... I imagine addicts feel this way, uh... Which obviously food can be an addiction too. Food's got to be the hardest addiction because you have to do it. Like if you, you know, you're not supposed to do heroin. So you got to take steps to never do heroin again. But if you were like, you have a really bad heroin problem, you need to cut back to a reasonable amount. I mean, that's pretty fucking hard. Uh, And that's what food's like. No, no, the thing that your problem is, you have to keep doing that or you'll die. You're just doing it wrong. Uh but I feel like because I've done the calorie counter app before and it works, I feel like I always ha so stupid. So stupid. I feel like I always have it. It's like, well I could oh I can just start doing the thing that makes me lose weight tomorrow. So right now I'm gonna stick my dick in some ice cream. Which is a weird way to eat, but it does cut down on the calories. Uh, if you eat with your genitals, that's not on my calorie counter app. That's, I was improv some weight loss ideas. Uh, so it is this funny thing. I guess it's probably the same way. We're like, Oh, I can, I can stop drinking tomorrow. I can start, you know, I, I, so I do have that thing where like, I know that works and I can always do that if I want to. So, uh, you know, I'm doing all right. Look, I've been fatter. That's the t-shirt I should sell after shows. Uh, after the show, for $20, you can pick up a I've Been Fatter shirt. Uh, it's only size double X and up, because that's all we need. There are times I can get in in a, in a zone that feels good, where you like... You know, food just seems like a food unit you have to eat to sustain yourself. It doesn't seem like a delicious reward... Or, you know, so you're like, lunchtime, time to eat some food units. No, I don't need snacks. Why would I need snacks? I'm not hungry. And it feel I feel very in control during those times, and it feels very good. And then uh, I can do that for a couple of weeks, and then I think, you know what would go good on that food unit? Some goddamn frosting. And, uh, you know, you guys get it. You're also humans. And also as a, you know, kind of a lifelong chubby person. Look, there are people. (laughs) There are people who eat whatever they want and they don't get fat. But I do, I think it's kind of, it's, it's, I think people who are overweight, I mean, you know, we like to think that uh, the only reason we're not, Thin is because of our genetic makeup. Sometimes. You know, where you're like, Ah, oh, it's not fair. That My friend so-and-so eats twice as much as me, and they are much skinnier than me. And that is true. Sometimes that shit happens, but it's also, especially, you know, now that I'm old, the people who are in shape, they constantly make choices <laughs> to keep them in shape. They're exercising, they're like, They do the, you know, the annoying things where people are like, oh, I should only have one cookie. I really, mm." and you're like, oh, just shut up and live a little. No, those people are actually doing it right. Maybe they don't have to out loud say, oh, I should only have one cookie at a party and be annoying. But like, no, that's a smart decision to have a healthy body. And, uh, you know, don't get me wrong. Sometimes you see people who are like on a certain kind of diet, and, like, you'll be at a party, and they'll show up at the party with their own food, and they'll be like, oh, I see everyone's eating, like, chips and guacamole and stuff. We we brought a bunch of uh, roast beef in a Ziploc bag and uh, some almond snack packs, so you guys go ahead and have fun, and you're like, all right. I mean, maybe you don't have to eat what everyone else is eating at the party, but... It's a little weird to bring your own food to a gathering. And also, I don't see those people sustaining it. But my point my point is, look, as a chubby person, it's easy to just go like, ah, fuck, how come I'm not one of the lucky ones and not admit that, like, every choice, you know. And I'm not, I'm never going to be like, my fitness goals are very reasonable. I don't even, you know, I want to not get too fat and, uh, I don't, you know, I don't care what I look like with my shirt off. I would like to look better with my shirt on. Shirt off, that ship has sailed, uh, sometime in my 20s. And, uh, I'm into the, uh, shirt on looking good lifestyle now. Uh, I did low carb, uh, earlier this year. I tried that for about a month. And, uh... Hats off to any of you people pulling off low-carb, but I don't know how the fuck you do it. You know what, guys? First of all, it's a huge pain in the ass. It's, you can't just like, you know, you can't just eat without thought. Which you can kind of do if you're just worried about calories. But if it's like, you know, if you're, there's a very limited amount of things you can even get on a menu when you're eating low-carb. And I did lose weight initially, Uh, but it's also like, I don't know, not to be too weird about it, but for you low-carb people, but don't you miss shitting? (laughs) I mean, how healthy can it be when it's hard to shit? Like, oh, my diet's so healthy and my body can't get rid of the excess waste in it. That can't be right. And then I, I looked, you know, online about the, all the low-carb shit and stuff, and they're like, yeah, probably should take some stool softeners. Well, when you have to take something else to compensate for your diet, that doesn't seem to be – you know what? This is what got me. It Look, the no-sweets the no sweets hurt. uh, The no-bread hurt, but not as bad as I thought it would. This is what got me with low-carb, finally. Fruit. Because you're supposed to go like, uh, I don't know, under 50, under 30 net carbs or whatever. And a banana has like 28 of them. I can't walk around this planet and say things to myself like, oh, I wish I had the discipline to not eat this apple. Little baby Jesus himself. Planted things on trees and bushes for us to eat. I'm not going to not eat an apple. I need to live in a world where an apple is a much better choice than a slice of cake. Which also isn't allowed on low carb, but it's like, do you know what I mean? Like, ah, I'm... I kind of want to eat some grapes right now, but I'm on this low-carb diet. So instead, I'm going to have four pieces of bacon. How the fuck is that better for you? It can't be. I mean, little baby Jesus kind of made bacon. Because he made a pig. And fire. So he didn't do all the work. But I, I can't live my life. I can't live my life where I, I I'm I'm sticking to my low carb and then I just <laughs> I see someone cut open a candle open and I get an erection. I can't live my life that way. Fruit is healthy. It has to be. Unless it's working for you. Oh, what'd you have for dinner? Um I had a sandwich and an apple. Oh, that's very unhealthy oh it is what what'd you have for dinner healthy low carb person oh uh i had 3 pounds of ground hamburger uh i threw 7 slices of cheese in there uh i added 6 pieces of bacon and then i just stirred it all up and ate it and uh oh you're right that does sound healthy i feel like an asshole for eating a sandwich and an apple. <laughs> Not to make you jealous, but I'm going to go take a shit now. Something you haven't done in two weeks. I'm only talking about all this stuff to, because I'm excited uh, that I'm going to launch my new fitness app. Uh, go to your app store. Uh, it's called I've Been Fatter. And uh, download it and uh you know there's stuff on there like monday why don't we start this shit tomorrow you've been fatter uh tuesday uh you know what maybe body acceptance is what we need to work on not fitness wednesday let's switch to light beer Thursday. You know what? Don't even log into this app till like next Monday. We're going to get started first thing, and uh, everything's about to change. For now, have an apple wrapped in bacon. Best of both worlds. Last night, I watched a movie uh, with my girls called Tall Girl. You've probably seen it in your Netflix menu. It's, uh, you know, some coming-of-age romance, teenage high school thing about a super tall girl. And uh, my girls are uh, 11 and 8. And so any, like, high school romance-type movies, they're all about it. Um, and it was, you know, it was a corny <laughs> movie. It was fine. uh You know. Pretty cliched. She, you know, at the homecoming dance she went up and took the mic and Yeah I have something to say. A big long speech and everyone claps at the end. It was you know, it's fine. Um I you know, the tall girls the tall girl, uh not that I see color, but I do see white. The tall girl was white. And her best friend in the movie was uh black. That's the I see black and white. Those are the colors I see. Uh and I did I did think that was kind of funny because the whole movie is about, you know, the trials and tribulations of being a six foot one girl in high school, which I'm sure there are. And I'm but it's also like <laughs> I I kinda wanted the best friend black girl to be like, hey tall white girl Short black girl over here, Uh, shit ain't always easy for me either. (laughs) Tall people weren't brought over as slaves uh, 400 years ago in this country, so why don't you shut the fuck up every once in a while and look down at your brown friend? That was a deleted scene. That was not in the movie. But uh, the dad uh, of the tall girl, uh, Steve Zahn, I believe is his name, who, I actually like that dude. He's been in lots of movies. That Thing You Do? You ever watch That Thing You Do? He was in that. Anyway, uh, he played a very typical dad character in a movie, especially of a teenage girl who, like, is well-meaning but is a total idiot and always does the wrong thing, and which, you know, that's pretty standard. That's pretty standard for, uh, a dad and you know especially like a sitcom dad or a dad in a commercial just like what what did i do oops i fucked up again my big dick got in the way of my brain uh which look i know no one's portrayed that well i mean you know especially commercials the way moms are portraying commercials you're just like i'm a mom So I care about laundry. Uh, You know, so I know no one's coming up. But that's, I mean, I think everyone kind of, you know the sitcom dad, like, what? Oops. My wife's so much smarter than me. And look, that comes from a place of truth. That stereotype. I mean, I, you know, I say on stage right now, I'm the assistant manager of my family. My wife is the manager. She's better at running a family. You know, uh, she just is. And I think in general, women are better at running a family. They're better parents. They think about the details more. There are exceptions, I know. But, in general, I think women are better parents. Um, or at least more attentive parents. I guess you could make the case that being attentive, too attentive can be a problem, but... I think you get what I'm saying. But, uh, you know, so there are scenes in the movie where she's like, you know, Dad's knocking on the door and she's like, You don't get it, Dad! Punk rock is supposed to be sloppy! I'm a tall girl! I oh, see clearly now the rain is gone. All right, I might have made up part of that scene, but... And I was sitting there thinking, you know, I don't think I'm that dumb. I don't think I'm that clueless. And then uh, later in the evening, uh, my 11, well, actually both my kids, they're doing this play, Oliver. And uh, my daughter got a part that is not that good. And she was upset about it. And she talked to my wife about it. Uh, and then when that was over, when I was putting, uh, my, you know, I was saying goodnight to my daughter, um, the 11 year old Maisie. And I said, I said, Hey, that sucks. You didn't get the part you wanted. That's all. I said something like that just to get the conversation started. And she just goes, I don't want to talk to you about it. And I was like, God damn it. I mean, not to her, but later. I'm like, I'm that, I'm that, I'm the fucking dumb. I'm Steven's aunt talking to a tall girl. I mean, she should talk to me about it. I, I'm a bit of an expert in not getting what you want after your audition. I'm a comedian. I get that life. Oh, you got a shitty part in Oliver. Well, guess what. Uh, I fucking killed at the Just for Laughs New Faces audition. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> what if that's what I said to her? Oh, your your kids play didn't work out? I was almost on The Tonight Show. That didn't work out for me. I would never say that. Uh also one of the reasons I would never say that is my daughter would be like, What's the tonight show? I'd be like, You ever see that YouTube clip where um there's a band playing a song with tiny instruments? And she'd be like, Oh, I saw that. You were gonna be on that? It does it bums me out a little bit. Like, I think I'm a good dad. Uh, but yeah, it, it is a weird, you know, they go in phases, but it's, to hit that point already, cause 11, you know, it's preteen or, she's in middle school. She's in middle school. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I'm super open about everything and I don't do it, but like, you know, if anything about having your period or, or reproduction or bras or thing anything comes up my daughter is just like I don't want to talk to you about a dad I'm talking to mom which I get but I'm also like I wasn't I wasn't ready I wasn't ready for to be in the phase of like you don't get it dad I wasn't ready for that She's 11 and she looks like she's in 3rd grade cuz she's very short But uh here I am You know, it's, uh, before you have kids, there's all this nature versus nurture thought. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, maybe, maybe boys like trucks because we tell them to like trucks. If we encourage girls to like trucks, maybe they'd like trucks just as much. If we encouraged boys to like dolls, maybe they'd like Barbie and, you know, (laughs) it's nature. It's all fucking nature. It's not all nature. Uh, but most of the nurture is just you fucking your kids up. <laughs> you know, bad nurturing is much more effective uh, as far as results than uh, good nurturing. I'm just, I'm trying not to fuck them up. But I, yeah, it just bummed me out that like, oh, God, that's me now? No, Dad. When's Mom get home? I'll talk to her about it. You don't get it. I do get it. I was third place in the Lake Tahoe Hard Rock Casino comedy competition. All right? I understand failure. Um, I wouldn't have said any of that shit. But I don't know what I would have said. I just wanted to... Uh, why did I bring this up? Why am I ending the podcast with me going, um, maybe I'm not a good dad? That's a bad... That's not. That's not how we do it. We're supposed to end with an uplifting message. All right, here's an uplifting message. Um, we start eating healthy tomorrow. All right, seriously. If not tomorrow, maybe the day after that. Definitely this month, though. Uh, I feel like this is our month. We're going to get our shit together. Oh, also, I, f- I felt weird about this, but... Uh, my high schooler and my middle schooler, they got like Chromebooks. Everyone they get a computer. They have to give it back at the end of the year, but just they got they they gave them all a Chromebook. But I didn't realize I signed up for this thing. I get an email that shows me what my daughter's been doing on her Chromebook. Which uh I mean I felt a little weird about But uh, I guess it is a school computer. But this is what I learned. It it, it showed the searches that she'd done on her computer. And number one, she she, (laughs) uh, she had searched for cats more than five times. That's what she's searching at school. I guess when she's supposed to be listening to the teacher. She's just Googling cats, which is pretty goddamn adorable. It's not adorable, Dad. You don't get it. Cats get me. Uh, all right. We're going to call it good. Uh, you can leave me a review if you want on Apple Podcasts or send me an email, gabriel at gabrielretledge.com or slide into my DMs on any of my social medias. Um I think that's it. Thanks for listening. This podcast is free and it's worth it. <laughs>